Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello and welcome to the 5pm lockdown beers and rugby chat. Yes, we are still going, um, coming to you at 5pm every single day talking about, so give me, give me some, a way to wind down at the end of the day. We missed the weekend, folks, uh, because of uh, basically rugby games that I was at. Um, but we're back again and we'll be here every day this week for you. Uh, and uh, joining me today, I've uh, got Bella. How are you doing, sir? Very well, thank you. Uh, out of beer, unfortunately, today I have to run to the bottle shop. So maybe I'll have a virtual beer make-believe one. <laughs> right, well, thank you. I hope everyone else is well as well watching this. And, uh, you know, particularly for us Aucklanders still in level three, I hope everyone is safe. And following rules. And I've got, uh, yes, what is it, five seconds until I can open my beer. Because obviously, <laughs> if, we, if we kicked off before 5 a.m., we'd be kicking off probably at nine o'clock in the morning and just keep going, which would be a bit, a bit, bit silly. So there we go into the old glass. Well, I have to say that sounds very satisfying from the crack open to that pour. Far, far from a perfect pour, I have to point out, but it sounds so satisfying. It, 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 it literally what? smells like uh, smells like victory. I wish I could taste it. Uh, it's done, it's done purely for the podcast that way. So people who are so don't forget you can actually you can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, or you can catch the podcast as well. Where you get that uh, those wonderful sound effects straight into your ears um, via your headphones, uh, and uh, hopefully it doesn't make you salivate too much. Also joining us um, is uh, Stephen Harris. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, very good. Thank you, Paul. I hope you're well. Bart, good to see you, buddy. Likewise, Mr. Harris. Very well, thank you. Evening to Simon on the old YouTube. So, folks, uh, unfortunately, Twitter has changed how it works. So, unfortunately, you can't put live comments to us on Twitter. Uh, if you want to, if you're watching on Twitter and would like to comment, then uh, just whack a reply tweet, um, and I'll pick it up because I'm keeping an eye on it. But uh, they don't allow comments anymore on Twitter, but you do on Facebook and YouTube. So uh, that's all good. As uh, uh, Stephen Harris puts down his bells, which is nice to hear. Um, that was going on. So uh, yeah, let's just catch up on some of the rugby that happened at the weekend. So we had the Farrah Palmer Cup. Um, at uh, the weekend with three games in the final round of the regular season uh, there. Um, Taranaki uh, lost to um, Hawke's Bay 19-35. Uh, a bit of a tough season for um, Taranaki. 
Um, and I'm guessing they have probably got some similar problems to their men uh, around uh, availability of players because some of their players were cap caught in Auckland under lockdown still, um, etc. Um, mm. So, um, so yes, yeah, so we've got uh, so, so that, uh, a good win by Hawks Bay there. Um, Tasman unsurprisingly beaten by Mount Two Cyclones seven to eighty five. Ouch, um, that was a a big loss there. But Mount Two Cyclones uh, look uh, on on track to uh, well aiming to get promotion, whereas uh, Tasman, let's be honest, still a newish program uh, themselves and uh, um, actually, yeah, yeah, themselves and um, Taranaki, the two weakest programs probably in the uh, uh, Palmer Cup currently. Uh, I was then at Bay of Plenty versus Wellington, which is a cracking game. Um, Wellington came out on top of that one, 34-41. Um, important game for Wellington that because that means they had to win that game to get themselves into the semi-finals, which we'll get on to in a second. Um, Otago Spirit, unsurprisingly, uh, beaten by Canterbury, 24-72. So Otago looking like they are going to be um, uh, relegated this season. And... Uh, um, yeah, it's uh, the first time that we've had relegation in the Farrah Palmer Cup ever, um, I think. So, um, uh, Bowie and Stephen, did you catch much of what are your thoughts on the Farrah Palmer Cup this year? Well, this weekend, I must admit, I, I caught caught a bit of the highlights and I actually watched a couple of interviews, particularly the Wellington game, and uh, sounded like it was a bit of a humdinger. One thing I have to say is that particular result for the Cyclones was, you know, it was a cyclonic blowout, quite literally. Um, with the teams, particularly in the Farah Palmer Cup and women's development side of rugby, I, I think the union needs to be a little bit more proactive here, and particularly with some of the newer teams who come into the competition. There's got to be some kind of um, system where you know they're, they're given a bit of a chance, i.e. some kind of a handicap where perhaps uh, teams like Manawatu are actually forced to field not probably their best side. Because, you know, having, having a scoreline of 85 points to 7 is not going to help anyone. And particularly in a game and a league where they're trying to build uh, this whole professional tier, you know, it's, it's, it's not good. So um, I know a lot of people aren't a fan of what I've proposed. I've openly spoken about this with NZR. Uh, but I think it's, it's the union's duty to uh, look after some of the interests of some of these teams who just sort of come into the competition. But apart from that, you know, the top teams, they seem to be going hammer and tong, high-scoring affairs. They play more rugby than some test teams I happen to know. They don't have long breaks, which we'll talk about later. Yep. Um, but look, exciting stuff. I just think we need to look after some of the new entrants into the competition. Look, I think yeah, I think it's still early days with the Fab Bank. Obviously, the Fab Bank has been around for a while, but, uh, but uh, with its expansion... Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, it's still early days for, for for some of these teams, and they are they are taking time to put in uh, and the, the the structures underneath these teams that you need, like all the club teams, etc. So you've got enough players to select from. Uh, I think I remember talking to the man with two coaches, basically saying that they basically had a pool of about fifty odd players to pick their pick from across their entire union, um, which um, is um, a uh, a lot of um, of 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 of, uh, of this. LB, are more crying about the box typical. We've not even talked about the box yet. We're just talking about Farrah Palmer Cup. Jeez. Wow. Um, interest. Uh, God, dear me. Chip on the shoulder there, mate. Um, but, uh, but Aaron's, yeah, definitely getting in there with those comments about Ubers. Um, 
so yeah, I, just, I, I think there's, there's there's a lot of work, and, and whilst there's been a lot of positivity around this uh, in the media, um, one of the um, uh, coaches off the record um, told me that actually um, part of the um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for um, part of the, uh, the there are there are still some problems at club level about having enough players really um, to support this, and perhaps everything's not quite as rosy as they, as 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 they would like to. Um, uh, like to say, but yes, it is. Um, yeah, it, it is a, uh, uh, a problem, really. Uh, that, that, but it's just going to take time, I think, to, to grow these things. Um, so Four. next weekend, we have the uh, semi finals um, time. Um, so three fixtures next weekend. On the uh, Friday night, um, we will have Northland versus uh, Hawks Bay. Uh, in the uh, championship semi-final to see who will place, who will, who will face, sorry, Manawa 2 in the final. Then on Saturday, we've got Waikato versus Wellington um, to see who will um, who will face Canterbury in the final. And then Manawa 2 and, and Canterbury are having a non-competitive match because, um, well, basically they just need the rugby after. <laughs> I, Waikato um, hasn't had a game since lockdown has come out, or competitive game. They had a warm-up two weekends ago against Wellington because uh, neither Waikato or Wellington had games because they were playing against Auckland-based teams. Um, so, yeah, it's all been... I mean, COVID's just uh, all, all made a little bit of a mess um, on this one. Um, but, yeah, Bo, you say, look, short turnaround, um, a Sunday to a Saturday game for... Um, uh, for, uh, for Actually, no, the, the, sorry, the, 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 Waikato, the Wellington game actually was from, from Saturday to Saturday. Yeah, but Northland, yeah, Sunday to Friday, yeah, short turnaround for them in that one. Yeah, it is, and and you have to understand some of these girls actually have day jobs as well. So you know, it's it's a lot of pressure. Uh, I understand that obviously there'd be TV pressure on the unions and the teams to get this in order. But uh, look, the reality is, if we are going to grow this game, then we got to try and give these teams as much assistance and a bit of a leg up as much as possible. So there's there's been a few murmurs here and there where some of the coaching staff has said, "Oh, look, it's a bit of a short turnaround." Uh, but look, all in all, once it comes to game day, they'll turn up and do their jam. Um, but I think we have, to, you know, we have to be fair to them. And you know, if it's going to be put on television and there's a certain expectation that this is going to deliver at a, a, a level of rugby and intensity where people are paying to watch it, then I think we have to be fair to them so that we give them the best possible chance of preparation. So that's probably where things are at. Yep. Um... On that one, so that's the uh, that's the Farrah Palmer Cup and what's been going on there, folks. Uh, now, I have got a decision to make. Do I go along to Waikato versus Wellington at uh, uh, FMG Stadium? Or do I head down to Rotorua next Saturday uh, for Bay of Plenty um, versus... Oh, I've gone blank as to who they're playing next weekend. Um, the Anyway, uh, Bay of Plenty uh, game in, uh, Rotor in uh, against Wellington again um, in... Rotorua at uh, 2 p.m. Unfortunately, uh, I don't have a teleporter to jump between the two, so that's my decision to make on that one. Stephen, you've got some thoughts? Yeah, Paul, I, <clears throat> I just want to quickly go back to the round. I'll tell you what, the, the piece of action from the round that I in absolutely enjoyed the most um, was the try scored in the Wellington game. Now, I think she got two tries. That was Aisha Leti Liaga, who scored an absolute brilliant try where she, I think she received the ball just in her own, own half, went, went inside a player, 
and then absolutely stood the fullback with what they called uh, called the old um, washing machine, where she basically went inside and then outside, just stood the last marker up. But I know it's a try that's doing the rounds on uh, uh, Twitter. I know Nigel Yeldon has posted something on his uh, Twitter handle. So, gee, by all means, have a look at that. But there's another interesting bit of action as well. One of the uh, uh, players that... Uh, uh, Leti Liaga left in her wake, basically falls on the ground. And, uh, and of course, the referee who's trailing the play does a, a, a great job of uh, jumping over that player on the ground. So there's a couple of great bits of uh, of action in that game. I was going to say, if I could get to a game this weekend, it would be that Manawatu Cyclones versus Canterbury game. That's good to me, is going to be a very interesting game because this Cyclones team is a very, very well-drilled, well-coached team. And uh, from what I believe, I'm not 100% sure, but Kendra Coxage may not be available for Canterbury this weekend. She might be on uh, Black Ferns duty. I'm not 100% on that one. But if that's the case, boy, that's a real leveller because she's a real big part of that Canterbury team. Yeah, no, she is. And you're right. uh, um, There are a number of players who will not be available um, for the semi-finals and potentially finals as well because of the backfields. I'm just putting in the live chat, everybody, um, my link to uh, the interview um, with um, Aisha uh, that I had after the game. Um, so uh, who, who scored that try that um, Stephen was uh, uh, talking about. Uh, so, yeah, I, I called her after the game for a quick chat. I could say she's heading off to Blackford duty herself and is, uh, is in cracking form um, with um, a couple of those tries. Um, so... Uh, that's uh, so again, sorry, folks on Twitter. Um, but if you look at my, rep- uh, if, if I, you look at replies to the Black Ferns post, uh, you'll find my interview with her as well. Um, so yeah, so she was she was good enough to have a have a, have a chat with me um, after that. And, and I forgot where. Oh yeah, so yeah, so and, and she she actually put, says during that interview that she might not be available for the uh, Waikato versus Wellington game because of um, the uh, Black Ferns um, requirements. She was on limited minutes. And therefore came on after 20 minutes um to, to, to play so she wasn't she was only allowed to play 60 minutes in this game um so yeah so it's some interesting um yeah uh, uh, interference i don't know what the right word is um but um yeah or, or clash of clash of um priorities unfortunately with the black ferns and uh the uh the farrah palmer cup um moving on then to the um uh, the Bunnings MPC uh, cracking win on Friday night by Waikato, who travelled down to Tasman to win 22 to 39. Um, very impressed with uh, with that game. Uh, Manawatu continuing their good form with a win 31 over 31 19 win over Northland. Southland putting up a, fun, uh, a cracking fight against Canterbury 16 19. Uh, going on into Sunday then Wellington. Uh, down by Hawks Bay, 28-31. So no Ranfurly Shield hangover for Hawks Bay, which is a bit of a surprise there. And then a real upset. Uh, Bay of Plenty, 28. Taranaki, 55 um, in that one. Um, really off the back of some very good defence in the first half where Bay of Plenty had lots of territory and possession, but weren't, didn't get any points or, or didn't get as many as points as they should have done. Um, and then in the second half, wow, um, Wellington, uh, sorry, Taranaki really... Uh, ran away with it in that one, but um, your thought. So your your thoughts from the games at the weekend. Um, so you, Stephen. Yeah, listen. Probably for me, the two real impressive 
impressive win, wins of the weekend were that Waikato win on Friday night. And of course, Taranaki, who were expected to to, say, to face a, a stiff challenge against Bay of Plenty. I thought those two wins were really, really impressive. And I also thought uh, Southland really, really unlucky to not to have uh, taken that in the 80 minutes. I had a chat to... Uh, to Dale McLeod just after after lunch, just gave him a, gave him a call. He said, "Listen, he probably would have backed Marty Banks to have kicked that goal every day of the week and twice on Sunday. It wasn't to be. It was quite a, a howling southerly that basically came through later in the day. So it wasn't comfortable for goal kickers by by any stretch down there. He was just a little frustrated that uh, just with the the golden point aspect. He said, "Listen, at the end of the day, it came down to the team." who won the toss, was going to have that big breeze behind them. And he said it was pretty much sold after that because it was just really a, a case of uh, teams playing, well, the team with the win playing force back, forcing a mistake, and that's what it came down to. He offered up a, a solution to me, which I thought was great. I think he's also mentioned it in the media. How about at the end of 80 minutes, both teams share the two points for the draw, and if you go into extra time, uh, the winning team just picks up, picks up an extra two points for the win, you know, as simple as that. Or else, if they score four tries, picks up, picks up that three points. At least the losing team deservedly walks away with with something. I'm, I can't say I'm a fan of a fan of the golden point. I think it's something that should maybe be left for a, a semi final or a final. You know, if you want to find an eventual winner. But uh, yeah, those are the things that 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 impressed me. Of course, Manawa too far too strong for Northern, but. I kind of expected that with the Tanifa's uh, injury toll. But uh, once again, this level of rugby has just got a, a great way of um, a great way of spitting players out again. And I, it's remiss of me not to, to also mention uh, Hawks Bay as well. I think we all expected a hangover, but boy, I think they just showed what a really smart, well-coached team they are. You know, whenever they might be in a little bit of trouble, they go back to their meat and drink, which is their forward pack, and they do it ever so well. They are so well drilled. And uh, listen, big ups to their their two front rowers, uh, Rakete Stones, and of course, Namataki Wa, who wasn't wanted by Northland, always had a lot of talent, was in the Blues development squad. Hey, he moves to a completely di- different province. <clears throat> Um, and under the guidership of um, <clears throat> um, a very good scrum coach, Francisco, who we've had on NZ Sport Radio before, just develops his game big time. Fantastic. Fantastic to see. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
Yeah, well, it, uh, it's sorry, I'll just pick up, just pick up the video about, uh, about West, Western Force um, because someone else talking about that in the live chat. Um, but um, look, um, the yeah, some some some, some say some, some crack, cracking rugby. Um, and as you say, yeah, that, that, that lack of the hangover was great. Um, yeah, Bo, your thoughts on the weekend's action? Well, again, another profitable uh, weekend of rugby. If you followed my tips last week, I did tip Hawks <laughs> Bay and Taranaki. I didn't. I didn't actually expect Taranaki to come up with such a big win. But I, again, guys, you know, I, I, you know, when I analyze things, I look at the form line and the critical. It's what you call the basic pillars of rugby. You know, you know how well are their forwards carrying? How well are they recycling position? And how well are they willing to use their strengths? So if you look particularly with the, uh, you know, uh, with the Taranaki side, they're willing to give it air and move it to the edge. That's where their strength is. And, and they, they're actually throwing quality passes where the outside backs have to actually catch it in front and run onto the ball. That's the difference between the good and the average sides. And they're consistently doing it. So these are telltale signs that they've been working on the right skills. They've been coached well. And they have a game plan. And if you see, most of their tries were end-to-end. Um, and, you know, same with Hawks Bay. As you rightly pointed out, it's the front rows. They, they carry well. They secure the ball. They recycle quickly. And these are the fundamental pillars of rugby. And particularly at NPC level, if you want to get consistent wins and build up a form line, that's what you need to do. So really happy for those two. I didn't uh, expect Tasman to cough up in the way they did against Waikato, but I have to say the Mulus played some outstanding rugby. And of course, there's been a bit of chatter about Shannon Frizzell. Yeah, his uh, his form line is pretty patchy. Uh, he did have a couple of uh, pretty telling, uh, you know, knock-ons or unforced errors when he went into contact. And of course, the tackle he missed on the cover as the scrum was wheeling towards the right-hand side. He just let the Waikato halfback run straight through. So, you know, it was uh, a bit concerning, uh, you know, a player of his stature. I have to say, Lester Fangunuku, what, a, what an outstanding game. He was the one player from Tasman who kept trying right till the end. Um, and I, I have to say, very, very surprised that, you know, everything they did just came unstuck. Uh, but overall, you know, great weekend. Uh, keep following my tips. Uh, you got the double. It was a very profitable one. And uh, let's see if you can pick something this weekend as well. So, yeah, I, I, don't know, I think with, with Shannon Frizzell, we, we've seen with Aaron Smith that after Toilet Gate, uh, look, his his form dropped for about a year as he got, and it was quite clear that stuff off the pitch was infecting, uh, impacting his game on the pitch. Shannon Frizzell clearly, look, he's got stuff going on off the pitch. Um, and as much as people say, oh, look, it's been put to bed, he, was, he wasn't found convicted. He's still having to sort things out off the pitch. Clear, um, and so I wouldn't be surprised if, yeah, if, if he is a bit patchy this se- towards, towards the end of the season. And I think, in all honesty, I don't think his form on, on the pitch really matters to me. It's about getting his life off the pitch in, in, in the right order so he can start next season well, um, to, is, is my mind. So, yeah, uh, if anything, I, I think, I, I think I'd, have had, I'd have pulled him off the pitch. Um, yes, he kept trying, but I think he, I, I'd have substituted and said, look, here's some things we need to talk, need to sort of think about for next time. Um, but, hey, it is, it is what it is. Um, Joshua points out that um, the that Fijian winger um, for Bay of Plenty, which what he means is... Um, uh, Ratavai, uh, who um, has got a uh, got, got got a contract with the uh, Fiji and Drua, which is fantastic to see. Uh, yeah, he just he didn't get as much time as he did on the ball as he did against um, uh, Hawks Bay. But when you think that um, Sean Wainui, uh had to pull out before the uh, before game day, Joe Weber uh, injured himself 
during the uh, warm-ups. That's two players that they lost that were expecting to have during the game. Uh, they lost Caleb Trask. Um, they also um, lost um, Inga uh, Finau uh, uh, to, to injury. And Ratavai also pulled up with a hamstring as well. And another player um, was um, hobbling in that back line. So it looks like uh, Narwaya. Um, Narawaya, uh, sorry. Um, so they came up to six first choice or outside backs, or pretty much all, all, the, all their first choice outside backs, except for um, Chase Tiatia, basically injured. Um, so yeah, they have plenty. But having a, uh, a serious injury issue at the moment, I uh, they always say, look, we can't use that as an excuse. But I mean, Stephen, as you've pointed out, with with Northland, with sixteen players injured, these look these aren't super ugly squads. They're a lot thinner than that, and they just can't cope. They can't carry that level of injuries. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. I was going to agree. They they also introduced. I think there were a couple of young guys off the bench making making their debuts. So you know what a cauldron to actually come into. But let's got to give them a bit of credit. <clears throat> they could have rolled over, but but they didn't. And they they you know at the end of the day they probably got pretty close to maybe securing if they hadn't given that last try away and scored a try themselves that was the difference between securing maybe two bonus points so they held in there and it's you know it's really great to see some young guys and they, and you can see the young guys that are, that are standing up at this level you know back to Friday night's game you had Gideon Rampling who gee he looks a player of <clears throat> immense quality I know in our rugby chat I mentioned it pretty pretty early because I'd seen him play play before, so I was quite excited about seeing him at second five. And also, George Dyer, wow, 21 years old and captaining his provincial side. And, <clears throat> you know, what, what a talent. Fantastic to see. Just on, on the Bay of Plenty steamers, and it's something that I, I have heard, there is a little bit of trouble at Mill. Um, of course, Daryl Gibson coaching the, the the team at the moment. Uh, the word I'm, I'm basically hearing... It doesn't always, basically, not always transparent with the players, and that's just a bit of stuff that I'm uh, that I'm hearing through the grapevine at the moment. If that's the case, it's very disappointing because you know, as we know, Bay of Plenty went to market, which should have strengthened strengthened their side, and there's still some really good players on 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 the field. But I, but I guess if if things are happening away from the field, then then you have got some issues. Hello. look. Aidan Rossart in, in, in my post-match interview, all my post-match interviews available on uh, New Zealand Sport, uh, on facebook.com forward slash NZ Sport Radio uh, on our Facebook page. But I had a chat with Aidan Rossart after the game and he was seriously upset. He was not happy at all. Um, now, uh, that was pretty quick after the game and it was a bit of a while later that I actually talked to, um, uh, to, to uh, Gibson. Now, we all know that I, I try and keep my post-match interviews as positive as possible. It doesn't matter how bad the game has been. Uh, I'm not there to beat up a person after they had a bad game. Uh, but um, uh, so I was talking a lot about injuries and stuff. But yeah, he came across um, not upset, basically, by that game, uh, which you, you, and with that kind of scoreline, yeah, yeah, you kind of think it's, um, yeah, you expect them to be hurting a bit more than that, I guess. Uh, so yeah, so interesting one there. Um, look, it's great to have his time. And I say I deliberately put move move the interview into a positive direction, so there is that element as well. So look, it's um, I'm not trying to get him crying or anything or upset. Um, that's not what I try and do. I just try and, I'm trying to grow the game. So yeah, but interesting uh, comments there, Stephen, about what might be going on. Um, nothing that I've heard, but uh, but interesting. Um, yeah. Moving on then, um, the uh, we had women's rugby world cup qualifiers. 
just very quickly um, on this one. This is the Europe, uh, over in Europe. And we had uh, Italy versus Spain. Italy beat Spain 34-10 uh, to go top of that table um, with their bonus point. And they have automatically qualified to the uh, Women's Rugby World Cup here in New Zealand next year. So congratulations to Italy. Ireland lost to Scotland 18-20. Uh, that meant Scotland finished second in the table on nine points. Uh, and that means they will be going to the repechage uh, in the uh, qualification. So just to keep you up to speed, folks, with uh, how the Women's Rugby World Cup qualification uh, is going. I didn't see any of those games. I've not really got anything else I can say about that. Anything, I don't know if either of you guys um, saw anything or have any comments on that area? I, I, I did. I mean, I'm a bit of a rugby dad, so I did catch a little bit from the Ireland-Scotland game. And uh, I have to say, I'm very surprised Ireland lost. And, uh, you know, they look super dejected, and I feel for them. But, you know... It's good to see the women's game moving forward because obviously the uh, World Cup was supposed to happen like like now, this year. But because COVID, it's been shuffled back. So uh, that's good to see. And of course, um, be interesting to see uh, what the repercharge holds as well. But, uh, you know, there's not a great deal of interest at this stage with some of these games because there's hardly anyone watching. So, uh, But all in all, good to see the women's game moving forward. Yeah, look, I mean, Ireland, uh, there's been a lot of fallout from this, um, particularly on social media, amongst people who follow women's rugby, obviously, uh, because, look, Ireland were uh, finalists about two or three rugby World Cup, a couple of rugby World Cups ago. Uh, look, they've, they've, they've won women's, rugby, um, six, women's um, six nations, uh, and their position in world rugby has slid, has slid quite dramatically when you think their men's team has been going really well. So uh, some real question marks around their investment and their structures uh, and how much um, the uh, Irish Rugby Union has basically dropped the ball on this one uh, and uh, yeah and, and not uh, and, and, and not done what uh, yeah, as, as Simon Hughes says disputes in around the structure of the women's game over in um, over in Ireland there um, so for example in the AIL the uh, which is the sort of the, 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 the Irish League been, that's for the men is beneath the uh, UFC um, United uh, um, URC United Unite whatever it is rugby championship um the in that one the the at the, at the top level of women's rugby there that you're expected to provide provide your own assistant referees but you're not in any of the men's leagues and things like that are causing a lot of uh, frustration and if you think look at our Farrah Palmer Cup we have New Zealand rugby referees not not some um, uh not provincial referees uh so look that's a uh it, it, yeah, we'll take it much more seriously here than they uh, than they have done there. Um, so uh, the other big thing at the weekend, uh, actually, well, a couple of things. Um, just quick couple of news items before we get to the last one. Um, do you see that the rugby championship they had a, they had a captain's photo call that uh, included Sia Khaleesi, Ardi Surveyor, and um, uh, and, and and Hooper, which obviously is the only three captains in the rugby championship. Uh, and uh, totally ignored the Argentinian one. Uh, now, apparently he wasn't there because uh, their flights got delayed. But then you just don't have the photo call. Um, New Zealand rugby and Australia and rugby Australia got a big debt to pay, a big debt to, to, to Argentina. They turned up for the rugby championship last year. They've turned up again this year under not easy circumstances. They could very easily have. Um, uh, have, 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 have cited player welfare and all this kind of stuff 
and not turned up, right? But they've turned up. Uh, and I think uh, holding a photo call like that is so disrespectful and doesn't show Argentina the love that we should be showing them, in my opinion. Paul, it's the old adage of, <clears throat> what's that saying? If you can't do something well, don't do it at all. And I think that's what it comes down to at, at the end of the day, because that just really look, really looks looks random, regardless of, you know, and, and of course, Argentina had a viable excuse not to be there. So just don't do it at all. Yeah, poor form, terrible. I mean, look, you know, Senza, they talk about helping each other and want to, you know, set high standards for themselves. It's shocking. It is just downright disrespectful. And I actually felt really sorry for Mario Ledesma when he actually came out and said, look, we, you know, I, I actually felt that we were we were disrespected. And that's exactly what happened. And, you know, it feels like watching that movie Home Alone, you know, that kid gets left behind and everyone goes on holiday and has a great time. So, you know, it's, it, it's terrible. It is just terrible form. And I'm, look, Stephen, I'm with you. If you're going to do something, do it right. And, you know, it's a real slap in the face of Argentina. What has it been, 29 months away from home? Uh, yeah. If not for the Pumas, we wouldn't have had any rugby last year, proper rugby. So yeah. I think, come on, let's just let's give these guys a little bit of due respect. And they don't ask for much. And, you know, if you, if you can't do the damn thing, well, then don't do it at all. It's just, I mean, look, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to say anymore. It's just downright disrespectful. And I think uh, a big apology is owed to the Pumas. Look, as you say, they don't complain, right? They turn up, they, 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 they're they thankful for, for, for being included. Um, and yeah, the, the way they've been treated is, is, is wrong. Um, uh, there's reports that... Um, Australia are going to do what I think, I think um, Stephen, you've been talking about they should be doing for ages. Uh, they're going to include Will Skelton, Rory Arnold and T um, Tolu Latu on their November part of their tour using their expat players. Uh, a Rory Arnold and Will Skelton, boy, that's uh, that's some reinforcements. Oh, ab absolutely. And, and size, real, re real size. You know, I, like I say, I actually believe the, the, the Wallaby locks that they've got currently have, have, done, a, have done a fair job. But, you know, they're kind of like a smaller version, international size locks who, who are adequate, in my opinion. But, you know, the likes of uh, the likes of Arnold, especially, he's good on, he's very good on opposition ball. He'll, he'll, he'll add even more, more power and size to their second row at scrum, scrum time. It's, it's a win-win situation for Dave Rennie. They are trending in, in the right direction. But more importantly, building depth. Building some really good quality quality depth, and in the space of a year, all of a sudden they've got three to, three to five players on the on the world class on the world class um, platform at at the minute. You know, you look at somebody like um, Samu Karevi. I made a comment in our chat room on on Saturday night. Is he currently the best second five in the world at this very minute? Crazy when you consider only call, he was only only being called in. In the last sort of uh, couple of months or so, yep. I yeah, where he's come from, yeah, from Japanese rugby and sevens, and suddenly, wow, yeah, um, to be in that kind of conversation uh, is, is is very good. Um, uh, any other extra thoughts, Bo, or should we move on to the actual games in the weekend briefly? 
Yeah, just a quick comment. I've been talking to some of my uh, colleagues involved in uh, provincial and club rugby in Australia. They're actually quite divided with this uh, whole situation. It's called taking on the, the Matt Ghetto sort of clause, so to speak. Um, I think my personal view is that, yeah, this is the right thing for Australia to do because, you know, they, they need to build the depth and they don't have the same luxury as, say, the All Blacks do. Uh, but at the, at the same time, you know, that's probably going to cut some of the chances of the homegrown talent, which is what some of the uh, diehard um, local rugby critics are taking aim at. So, look, it'll be interesting to see how things go on. But I have to say, Will Skelton, one of the most improved players, he's shed a lot of weight and he's he's in pretty good form. So, exciting times. And I think this, uh, this year's end tour, we, we can actually see particularly... Uh, the Wallabies and uh, the All Blacks really putting a case forward on how to build depth and dominate from the front. So exciting times for the Wallabies. And right, you said, Stephen, I know you're a massive fan of the Wallabies and they're trending in the right direction. It's what we call a R equals plus one curve. So long way to continue. Now, folks, we've come up to the half hour for a while. I like to see this too. Now, boys, are you... Are we okay if we if, if if we keep time wasting and stoppages as say as as, as the big topic for the uh, driving more show tomorrow night? So, folks, yeah, there we go. So, yeah, so tomorrow night, uh, obviously at eight pm, we have the driving more show. Uh, we'll be looking back at so uh, for the rugby championship. I did post match uh, game post match reviews or post match reactions to both of the games. So, we'll go through the games in detail. If you want to check out that, go back and uh, listen or watch to those available as a podcast on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Um, for those things. What we will do is we will um, talk about the elephant in the room, which is that, um, uh, yeah, around the time wasting and stoppages that we've had within games, um, uh, all teams do it to a greater or lesser degree. Uh, clearly, um, it is something that uh, the Springboks are currently doing um, to a, uh, and, a, and a being, uh, the, the focus of attention is on them, but it's not just them that do it, other, other people do as well. So we'll be talking about that. Um, it won't just be a pure spring box bashing or i hope not uh, I'm, I'm here to adjudicate that and, and keep it away from that um but um the uh, and it'll be more about the we'll, we'll talk about how, how can it be fixed more than anything else properly um the we'll also talk look forward to the uh, second um, game between the uh, all blacks and the spring box uh have a pick of who we think will be starting for the all blacks um will there be rotation will there not be uh, we'll also look forward to that um Australia versus Argentina game with the, that uh, obviously the disrespected Argentinian team um, will be coming off the, off the uh, we'll have plenty of uh, emotion um, going into those games. So we'll talk about those as well. Uh, so um, thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Boa. Please both stay safe in 09. Uh, look, we appreciate what everything is happening up there in Auckland and you, you're abiding by the rules. Hopefully we'll have you down to uh, level two soon. The only downside to that is that we'll probably stop the uh, lockdown beers and rugby chat once you get to level two. Um, so, uh, uh, but um, other than that, have a great day, stay safe, and uh, thank you, boys. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 